think that's it. My honor to be here. Thank the Lord for the opportunity to be here. I appreciate the Lord's goodness and mercy. And I'll say this about the Lord. He is definitely doing a lot of little things very big. And that's what he does. Sometimes in our life we don't. We're often looking for big, great things. We want God to do miraculous things. And so we're looking for that big thing. And we miss the little things that God's doing real big. And so don't ever get over the small things that God may be doing in your life that you think's nothing. It doesn't, it's not going to amount to anything or you think maybe it's in vain or uh, it may be just something simple. But I've come to find out that God does a lot of little things in my life, but he does them in a big way because we serve a big God. If you have a Bible, turn with me, 2 Samuel tonight, 2 Samuel. I won't, I won't hold your attention no longer than I have to, but I do have something that I want to uh, preach to you, maybe be a blessing, encouragement to you. Um, I know if it's anything like our lives, we have been affected majorly uh, over the last few years with just sickness and different things in my own immediate family as well as other other church members, and so I, I know sometimes that life seems to be a battle after battle. You ever just feel that way? You ever just feel like, you know, you get through one thing and then bam, man, there's something else, and you're like, that didn't, that caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that. Well, that's how life is sometimes. Second Samuel chapter number 21, and I want to read in just, uh, just a few verses. Tonight, 2 Samuel chapter number 21, verse 15, the Bible says this, Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. And David was waxed faint. You ever get tired just in the battle of life? Amen. Just life sometimes can bring things in your life that it just seems to be overwhelming. Amen. And uh, it just seemed like it'll take you off your feet sometimes or, or detour your mind or bring you away from the things of God sometimes. And the Bible said that David waxed faint. You say, what happened? He got tired. He got weary. And it's not uncommon tonight that, that you and I can get weary and get tired and get fainted in the way. And, and it happens to everyone. It happens to preachers and it happens to Christians. It happens to young people. It happens to old people. It, it happens to middle age. I mean, everybody can somewhere get faint or get weary in life's journey or life's battle. Said in Ishbanab, which was the son of a giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zechur, secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him. The men of David, then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go out no more uh, with us to battle, that the, uh, thou quench not the light of Israel. They told David, Listen, you're not going any more with us. We can see how much it's affected you. We can see how weary you are. We can see how this battle has taken its toll. You ever just met someone and you said, Man, uh, the battle has really taken a toll on their life. Or uh, 
Maybe some sickness has taken a toll on their life and you can look at them and you can see they still have a smile on their face and they're still going to church and they're still doing the things that they know to do but it's just become tough and they're like David they wax faint, they get tired, they get weary and all of us have those times in life when we're weary and we're faint we don't understand and, and uh, sometimes uh, people will say to you why don't you just quit church? Or why don't you just quit this? Or maybe you need to stop here. Or maybe you need to take a break there. Or, or, or maybe you should uh, do, do this different in your life. That's what they were saying to David. And it came to pass, notice this in verse 18, it came to pass after this that there was again a battle. You notice anything particular happening? With the Philistines at Gob, then Shibashai the Hish. Uh, Hishite uh, slew Saph which was the son of a giant and here it is verse 19 and there was again a battle have you noticed anything at all that just is in comparison in our verses there's just a battle it seemed like David was in one and there, there was a giant that he faced and then he was in another battle and there was another giant he faced and then then that giant seemed to get out of the way or somebody took care of that giant then another battle then another giant that's how our lives are sometimes and he said this, and, and verse 19, There was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Elihan, the son of Jehorahim, the Bethlehemite, slew uh, the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a waver's beam. Verse 20, I, I mean, it, listen, this is just how, kind of how life is sometimes. And there was yet a battle in Gath. I mean, this is four times we, four times it's mentioned that, uh, five times now mentioned a battle. Five being the number of death. And it, so it's mentioned five times there's a battle with the Philistines, a type of the flesh or a type of the world. And, and, and that's just how it is in our lives sometimes. There's just battle after battle after battle. There's struggle after struggle. And, and it seems like sometimes in our life we get victory in one area and then there's something else we battle with. And this is where David and his men were. said there was yet again a battle in Gath where... Uh, was a man of great statue and that had on every hand six fingers and on uh, every foot six toes, four and twenty in number. And he also was born to the giant. And when he defied uh, Israel, Jonathan the son of Shimea, the brother of David, slew him. Verse number 22, these four were born uh, to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Let us pray. Father, we love you tonight. God, thank you for this opportunity, Father, tonight to be in this place. Now, Father, I pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let me not say anything be a hindrance to anyone, but Lord, let me say something through the demonstration of the Holy Ghost of God that may be an encouragement and, and a blessing to someone who may be struggling here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So you find five times that David and his men uh, were in a battle. Now, we're talking about the same David. If you read over in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17, you're very familiar with that story, no doubt. David goes down to the battlefield to take uh, uh, some food to his brethren. And he gets down there and there's this big giant across the valley. And there's a big valley in between. And he's looking across there and this giant is defying the the, the Lord God Almighty. And David said to the men and those surrounding him, he said, Is there not a what? 
church? A cause. He said, is there not a cause? And, and so we find, it, we don't have time to get in that story, but if you, if you know the account of David and Goliath, and many of us learned that when we were small children, amen. Uh, David, he, he slung a stone, amen, slew the giant, cut his head off, went into town with the giant's head. I mean, he took a giant's head. So what I want you to notice something about David and David's life, he was in the business of killing giants. Brother Kenneth, I mean, listen, he was in the business of killing. I mean, this is, this is nothing new to David to face a giant. But yet I want you to notice something about David that happened in his life. Notice with me in the scriptures tonight, and all this will come right out of these verses, and you pay attention with us, and we'll show you what God's really wanting to give us. David waxed fain in verse 15. Now we're talking about the same David, the same shepherd boy that, that killed Goliath, a, 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 a huge giant to some. I mean, all these armies of Israel were fearful of Goliath, were they not? They were standing around like, hey, he's saying he's walking out every morning, every day. He's coming out, he says, give me a man to fight with. And they're all standing back, they're afraid. David shows up on the scene, he said, is there not a cause? And then, the, of course, the king put his armor on him. He hadn't proved those things. Let me just say to you, you're never, you'll never take a giant's head in your life till you prove some things in your life. David couldn't use the king's armor because he had not proved it. He had to use what God had already proved to work in his life. Could I say there's some things in our lives that God's already used to prove that we know it works? Amen. You say, what is that? The power of prayer works. So you got to use what works in your life to understand to kill a giant or, or get over a giant. But yet here we find this story. Now mind you, David's in the business of killing giants. Did you understand what I said? I mean, he, he's, we're not talking about an average man. We're talking about a giant killer. He's already taken Goliath's head. And he not only took Goliath's head, Brother Kenneth, but he put four more stones in uh, his bag because he knew Goliath had four giants that were brothers. He knew he had four brothers who were giants. So, I mean, he's in the business of going out and getting giants. But yet we come to this chapter, and as I began to read it, God began to reveal some things to me. We come to this chapter, and David, is, he, he gets tired they go out to this battle with the Philistines and David waxes faint. Now I want you to picture this. Here David is, he's a giant killer. Would we all agree? Amen. I mean, nobody, nobody would deny that. And we, we, we read the account in 1 Samuel 17. But here he is in this chapter, he is waxed faint. He's tired. So I can almost see it. Kind of reminds me of an older man of God or a precious saint. How often times do older Christians just get tired in the battle? Can I get a witness right there? Amen. How often in our lives do we just get tired in the battle? Sometimes uh, just going through things in life will make you weary and tired. I know what it's like to get weary and I know what it's like to get tired. And I know exactly where David was feeling being waxed faint. And listen, it happens to young people. It happens to older people. We all get to a place in life where it just seems like it's a battle after battle after battle. It's a struggle. It's a struggle in and we just sometimes you just don't even want to get up and see the next day. Come on, let's just be real tonight. And, and it becomes a battle and you wax faint, you get tired. This is what David did. 
But I noticed something. And I want to give it to you tonight. Could I say by, by, by just a way of introduction real quick, give you just a couple things. When will you face a giant in your life? I do not know. When will a giant come in your life? I'm not sure. You may be here tonight already facing a giant. I do not know that. I can't, I can't tell you. I have a giant of my own I'm facing right now. And it's really too big for me. Did you hear what I said? I said it's too big for me. But it's not too big for my God. But, but, but it is too big. Like right now it seems like I'm looking across the valley just like he did for Goliath and I'm seeing this giant and it looks real big, man. And, and this thing's bigger than me and I don't understand it and I can't comprehend it and I can't wrap my mind around it. And, and in human, human terms, I mean, listen, I should quit. I should do the other things. I should stop, but I'm not going to. So I don't know when you will face a giant. Where will the giant come from? I don't know this at all either. Your giant could be health problems. Or your giant could be family problems. Or your giant could be something that's big to you and you only. And you may not understand it. To everybody else around you, they, they, you might even tell somebody about it and they'll say, Please, man, I could make it through that. Yeah, but it's not a giant in their life. Did you hear what I said tonight? It's not a giant in their life, but it's a giant in your life because it's something bigger than you are. So I don't know where uh, the giant will come from. I don't know when you'll face a giant. Let me say this. How, how will you defeat that giant? Let me ask you this question. How will you defeat it? What will it take for you to defeat the giant in your life that's bigger than you are? What, what, what is it going to take? What, what, is, what are you going to need? What, 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 what weapons will you, will you need to have? What, what armor do you need to have? I mean, I mean do, you need a, uh, do you need a stone or, or do you need a sling or do you need a sword? Or, I mean, what do you need? I mean, what, what is going to be needed to face this giant? How will you defeat it? What will it take to defeat it? I'm not sure of. But I know one thing. And I want to give you just four things quickly and I'll be done, okay? Four, quick, four things tonight that the Lord helped me with. Because I, I have a big giant in front of me. And, and I, I would ask you to pray. I, I go next week again to the doctor. And this thing is big in front of me. And, I, and I'm, I'm a little leery because i got a family that must be attended to and taken care of. I'm just being real tonight. So I'm going to preach to you out of my heart and what God has showed me and what God helped me with tonight. And maybe it will be a blessing and a help to you. Number one tonight, let me say this. There will always be a conflict. As long as you're living in this flesh, you're always going to have a conflict. I mean, listen, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but in, in this life, as long as we're in this flesh, until God takes us home to glory, amen, and if it happened right now while I'm preaching, I'm okay with that. It ain't going to bother me a bit. You see, my giant would be taken care of if he takes me home, amen. It's all fixed. 
I mean, it's fixed. I ain't even got to go home and worry about it. Amen. I don't have to go home and sweat it or, or it be on my mind or weigh heavy on my heart that it has done in the past. But, but, but I'm trying to get you to understand tonight. The, the Bible said five times and again there was a battle with the Philistines and again there was a battle with the Philistines and again there was a battle. I mean, listen to me tonight. There always is a conflict. You defeat one giant in your life, there's still going to be a conflict. Because, listen, as long as you're living in this flesh, and as long as you're living in this world, and as long as there is a devil, amen and amen, you're going to have a conflict. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. I'm not trying to give you a sad story. I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. I'm just saying to you tonight... That there's always a conflict as long as you're living in the flesh, as long as there's the world, and as long as we live uh, around this old wicked devil. There's always going to be a conflict. Always. And and David could have said, he could have said to himself, you know, I'm getting tired of these battles. And David could have just stayed at home. You know what a lot of people in life do? Instead of facing their conflicts and facing the things, the troubles of life, they just run. David could have run. He could have said, look, I'm tired of the conflict. I'm, I'm tired of every time I turn around, it seems to be trouble and, and trials and tribulations and hard times. And, 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 and it seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel except for maybe a train that's going to come hit me head on because I went down the wrong tunnel. I mean, it just seems like sometimes that's the way life is and the way it's going to be. But that is life and that's the way life is. It's a conflict. You find this in verses 15, verses 18 and 19, verse 20. You'll find there's always a conflict. There's always a battle. It's just battle after battle after battle. It seemed like last year and the year before just seemed like struggles. After struggles for God's children. Does anybody, did anybody recognize that? With all this COVID and all these things that we've been through, and just it just seemed like for God's children a lot of suffering. You ever just feel like that's? I mean, I'm just being real tonight. I'm just trying to help you. I I really am. I it just seemed like it was just a lot of suffering, and I lost a lot of good friends and a lot of preachers went to heaven. Boy, that was that was rough. It was just a conflict. It just seemed like every time I turned around, there was another phone call, Brother Kenneth. Another text message, another problem, just another situation. Uh, the doctor said, you, got, you know, I hate to tell you, I just got bad news. Man, don't it just, I mean, we just had one of our best friends. The doctor told her, said she's got breast cancer. And it's already stage four. And it's just, I mean, it just seemed like there's always a conflict. Don't it, don't it children of God, I'm just trying to be real to you tonight. I'm just, it's just always a battle. That's where David was at. Could I say, number one, there's always a conflict. But number two, let me say this. If you look at verses 15 down to verse 22, you read these verses. I don't have time to pull it out. But let me give you this. Not only there always be a conflict, but yesterday's victories will not kill today's giants. You listening to me tonight? 
Yesterday's victories are not gone. David could have said, listen, we killed this giant. Praise God. There's nothing wrong with testifying about giants that you've killed in your past. Nothing wrong with that. David could have said, man, I killed Goliath way back when I was a little boy. And now, he, now, now we find him here, he's a king. And he's still facing giants. David could have said, you know, hey, I killed Goliath. It'll be no different. But yesterday's victories won't kill today's giants. You listening to me? You listening to me tonight? Yesterday's you can't you can't claim just because you had victory yesterday don't mean you're gonna have victory today. You may have to struggle for a few years for that one. Come on, man! I'm just trying to be real to you tonight. You you may have to face that giant for for longer than just a week or two. Amen. And, and some giants I found out, brother, they just come to stay. Mine just came to stay, brother Kenneth, and I just had to accept it. That's just what God allowed. It just come to stay in my life. And I don't understand it. Man, I, I've asked God. I've asked like God, God like, like Paul did. He said, would you just remove this uh, thorn from me, Lord? And he hadn't done it. And, 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 and the more I try to serve, it just seemed like the worse it gets. But see, mine came to stay. And I had to learn that. And yours might have come to stay. I'm, I'm trying to help you tonight. But I'm saying to you, yesterday's victories, I could go back and tell you victories in my life I've had in the past, but it's not going to help me with what I'm facing right now, Brother Kenneth. It's not going to get me through it. It's not going to be enough. I could lean on those things and I can rejoice in those things, but that's not going to fix what's going on right now. You listening to me? Yesterday's victories won't kill today's giants. David could have said in verse 15, we, uh, we killed a giant. Verse 16, 17, we killed giants. Verse 18, we killed... He could have said all these giants have been killed. But that wasn't going to help him when the next day when he had another battle to face. He couldn't use that. And could I say to you, many of us have had lots of victories in our lives. But we can't say... Those victories will help us kill what's coming tomorrow. You say, how you know that, preacher? Well, glad you asked. Let me give you something. I said there always be a conflict. Yesterday's victories will not kill today's giants. You say, why is that true, preacher? Because number three, the next giant won't fight like the old. You listening to me tonight? The next giant will come a different avenue. The devil's, the devil's not going. He's a sly fella. And so the first time the giant may come to you on the left. And you're ready for it. The next time a giant comes, he may show up on the right. Next time a giant comes, he may show up behind you. you where did he come from? David could have said, you know, we, we killed giants yesterday. You say, how you know the next giant won't fight like the old? Because look, <clears throat> look at this. Let's read about them real quick. Again, everybody, go back to verse 16. And Ishbenob, which was the son of a giant, the weight of whose, look at, look at this, whose spear weighed 300 shekels in brass and weight, he being girded with a new sword, to, thought to have slain David. So he had a spear. This one had a spear and a sword. Some different weapons this giant had. Hmm, what about that? Notice again, 
And it came to pass, verse 18, uh, that there was a battle again with the Philistines at Gob. Then Shibeshai the Hishonite slew Saph, which was the son of a giant. And there was a battle uh, in Gob with the Philistines, where Elihan, the son of Jehorahim, the Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Gittite. Uh, look at here. The staff of whose uh, spear was like a waver's beam. So one had, a, one had a spear and a sword, then one of them had a staff like a waver's beam. You say what? They didn't fight the same. Matter of fact, they didn't even look the same. If you read the descriptions of these giant sons of the giant, they didn't even look the same. Notice also again, verse 20, And there, uh, there was a man of great statue who had on uh, every hand six fingers and on every uh, foot six toes, four and twenty in number, and he also was born to the giant. I mean, this guy's got six fingers, six toes. I mean, he's got all... They don't, they don't look the same. They don't act the same. Could I say it's the same way in your life? The giants you face, they won't be the same. They won't act the same. They won't look the same. They don't come at you the same way. They don't use the same weapons. And, it, and, and sometimes uh, the devil attacks through uh, physical. Sometimes he attacks through spiritual. Sometimes he attacks through mental. And he messes with your mind. And some of you tonight, he's probably messing with your mind. And, and he's attacking your mind. And, and that giant is uh, almost about to gain victory in your life. And you better be careful. Yeah. But let me just say to you, yesterday's victories won't kill today's giants. The next giant won't fight like the old. Because he don't look the same. He's not the same. And every giant has different characteristics. And they act different. You listening to me? Trying to help you tonight. Some giants attack the mind. I used to think people were crazy. Old timers would talk about having heart surgery, and I've had it. And and they would say to you, you know, you'd hear an old timer talk about having heart surgery, and they'd say, man, it fools with your mind. I used to just laugh it off. You know, I was a young kid, young man. Prime health, I thought I was going, I mean, I'm doing okay, I'm good. I feel good, you know, I'm doing good. I was in the prime of my health, and I used to laugh that stuff off until I went through major heart surgery, and you die on the table. You listening to me? Man, it messes with your mind. I've dealt with anxiety and things I never had. Come on, let's just be real tonight. Depression and things I've never had. There's been some days in my life it just was dark days. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to be funny or play on your emotions tonight. I'm just trying to tell you from somebody who's experienced it that the, the enemy, the devil, the, the, the giant in your life will play with your mind. Young people, he'll play with your mind. He'll tell you he's got a better avenue outside the doors of the church. He's got a better way. He's got a better uh, uh, plan for your life than God has. And he'll say to you, and if you go this way, this is what you need. This is what you want in your life. And and you'll have all this. And he'll lay out all these things that you're going to get and all these treasures and all these uh, things and all this uh, wealth and all that. And and he'll give you all this grand scheme, but he won't show you the heartbreak and the trouble and the trials and 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 the things that you'll go through in life if you go that way and you don't go God's way. So he'll mess with your mind. Yesterday's victories will not kill today's giants. The next giants will not fight like the old. 
They don't look the same. They don't act the same. They don't even have the same names. What about that? They don't even have the same names. But watch. Watch this, church. I'm almost done. They have the same character. And they come from the same place. Did you notice it in our reading? Look back again. Notice what it said. Which was, verse 16, which was the sons of the what? Did you see it? Giant? Notice again. Go down again. Verse 18. Which was the sons of the what? Go down again. Notice what it says. Verse 20. And he also was born to the what? The giant. So I'll say to you, there will always be a conflict. Yesterday's victories will not kill today's giants. The next giant will not fight like the old giant. And then number four, listen to me. We need each other to face the giant. Look over in your Bible. Flip over to verse 22. Notice what your Bible says. These four were born, here it is again, to the what? The giant in Gath and fell by the hand of, only David took care of it. Is that what it says? And fell by the hand of David and the hand of what? His servants. Let me say last of all tonight, we need each other. To face the giants in life. You know what? I need need you and you need me. I need some of you in this church. You may not know all my situation. And you don't have to know all my situation. That's okay. But if you'd you'd take one of my prayer cards. And you'd put my name down. and, And when I came to your mind. If you'd just pray for me. Boy that'd be some help to me. You know what, tonight David could have never never taken care of all these giants in this chapter had it not been for some of the men that stepped up in his life because the Bible said he waxed faint, he got tired. You know what that means? He got, he got weary and he had to sit down and he had to rest and somebody else said, you know what, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here to fight with you. You know what I want you to know, young people tonight? I love you. I want, I want the best for you. This preacher loves you, and I'm going to pray for you. I may not know every one of you by name and, and may not can, uh, mention all of you by name, but I have, I have a young man. Uh, my son just turned 15 yesterday. I have young, young, young people in my home, and, and I want what's best for them, and I'm going to pray for them, and I, I'll pray for you. You know why? Because you need somebody on your behalf to face this world. Who'd ever thought we'd be facing the things that we're facing in America today? I never thought it'd happen in my day. Did you, Brother Kenneth? I mean, I never thought some of the things and some of the ungodliness and some of the giants these children had to face going to schools and going out in the wickedness in this world and workplaces. Who'd ever thought about all that? I didn't. So I'm saying to you tonight, we need each other to face the giant. I thought that's all God gave me. But God gave me this in closing. Did anybody pay attention to... Now, I'm not the sharpest English person at all. Okay? I, I, really, I really am not. I, I struggled in English. I was better in math in school. 
the English teacher, she passed me by the grace of God. Well, I, really, I think she wanted me out of her class. Because she's like, this guy can't spell nothing. Move along, sir. Move along. But did, did anybody notice that giant in our chapter is singular and not plural? Anybody notice that? Did y'all recognize that as we read? Oftentimes people don't. So you know what the Lord showed me? There's really only one giant in our life all, all alone. There's only really one. Could, could I help y'all? I, I, got, I got like, I'm going I'm to do it in four minutes, y'all ready? I promise. I know. I could do that, brother, but I'm, I'm, I'm minding the Lord. So, you know what my number one problem is, brother? You know, I know, I know most people would think, I've been married to my wife 16 years, surely it's her. You know, this year will be 17 years. Any lady that stays with me 17 years, she deserves medals of honor up in heaven. I'm sure she's going to get them too. Especially putting up with a house full of boys. God love her. And we, we have our little rainbow after the storm boy. He's two now, but he's more like a small hurricane or tornado. We used to say rainbow after the storm, but nah, he's, yeah, he's way, way on a different level. Different message, though. Different, different time. Do you know what I noticed? All the giants are singular. Do you know what the real giant in our life is? I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm just going to help you with this because God helped me with it. You know my number one giant I face every day? I woke up and looked at him. So really in actuality tonight, a lot of our giants that we create and make big, it's really just us. Because you know what I find out sometimes? I'm my worst enemy. Man, I beat myself up, Brother Kenneth. I mean, maybe nobody else does. Y'all may not struggle with what this preacher struggled with. I, I mean, you may not. But I beat myself up about things I can't change. I worry about stuff I, it's out of my control. I try to act like I'm God and I know what's best for my life. Come on, come on now. Y'all with me tonight? I'm trying to help you. I really am. I try to change things and make things happen. Now, I know none of y'all do that. Nobody does that. No, we all do. And sometimes the biggest giant in my life is my own making. Come on now, I know, it's, I know it's quiet. I'm just trying to help you. I really am. You know what I've had to work on here this year? Since January, this is what God, God gave me this and showed it to me. He started working with me. Brother, you know what he said? He said, you, you're going to have to fix you. Because you're the giant. That's what God showed me, Brother Kenneth. I was... So busy worried about all these other giants that I could not see the biggest one that was in front of me that I was facing. Could I remind us and help us tonight? Some of you. You can use all these principles I just preached to you. But what you've got to realize is 
the giants all come from one source. All these giants, they, they really wasn't giants, plural. They were just one giant. And could I let you know, I think sometimes in our lives, all those things that we say, oh, preacher, got all these big giants. This just big stuff. It's just, it's just too big for me. Now, maybe it's just you are too big for you. See, so you got to face you before you can face all the other. Does anybody get what I'm saying, to, what I'm trying to help you with tonight? That's what, I, that's what God had to work on me with. So you know what I've been trying to work on here lately? I'm not going to go over here and fix Brother Kenneth's problems. Yes, I'm going to go around and preach like God's given me what he's called me to do. But I'm not going to go around and fix his problem. I, I, I can't. See, because i got to work on me. But see, when I work on me and I get myself where I need to be, then I can help others. I can help my wife. I can help my children. I can help my family. But i got to get over me. I don't think if David had ever got past himself, I know if he would have never got past the bears and the lions in his life, he'd never killed Goliath. Amen. There's a lot of people, they can't even get past the bears and lions. Much less take the head of the giant that they're facing. They can't, even, they can't get rid of the head of the giant because they can't even get past the simple stuff. So what I'm saying to you tonight is, Maybe you just need to ask God to help with you. That's what I had to ask God to help me with. I said, God, I know there's always going to be a conflict. I know, I, know, I know yesterday's victories won't kill today's giants. I know the next giant won't fight like the old. And I know I need, we need each other to face it. But God, what I really need you to do in my life is help me. Because if you don't help me, I'm going to destroy my family. Because I'm so consumed with this giant. Listening to me tonight? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed.